Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the daily chronological Bible reading beginning with October the 8th, day 281. We read that Jesus healed those that were blind and mute, and that the people were amazed because this had never been done by any of the prophets. He returned to his hometown of Nazareth, but since they knew his family so well, they were unable to accept that he was anything more than just a kid that grew up down the street, so to speak. He was unable to do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus sent out the twelve apostles with power and a mandate. They were not to settle down anywhere, but to keep moving while telling the truth of the need for everyone to repent of their sins and yield their lives to God's perfect will. Jesus dispelled the misunderstanding that he would unite all people. In fact, he stated that he would be the divider of families. Anyone who loved anyone else more than they loved him could not be saved. He encouraged his followers to endure persecution because only God can reward or destroy what really matters most, that being the human soul. Finally, anyone who accepts Jesus accepts God. October the 9th, day 282. We read how and why King Herod had John the Baptizer beheaded. Many people thought that Jesus was actually John the Baptizer resurrected because of the amazing miracles he could perform. Others thought that Jesus was the prophet Elijah who was taken to heaven without dying. There was a lot of talking going on in the community. Herod was curious to find out if the miracle worker was the one he had beheaded. Jesus fed the 5,000 families that had followed him into a remote location without food. The disciples traveled by boat while Jesus prayed by himself. He caught up to them by walking on the water as the disciples struggled to avoid a watery grave in a fierce storm. Peter walked out to Jesus on the water but then began to sink when he became afraid and doubted. Jesus saved him. When they reached the other side, the people were all trying to touch Jesus' clothes for healing. I wonder if they had heard about the woman that had suffered for 12 years and was healed by touching the hem of his robe. October the 10th, day 283. We read that Jesus was the real bread of life that the manna had formerly represented during the wilderness wanderings following the exodus from Egypt. Jesus exposed the people's craving for temporal satisfaction. He exhorted them to instead eagerly seek the eternal life that he was able to give them. He knew that they missed the whole purpose of his miracles, that being to prove God's approval of his message and purpose. The people stumbled over his truth because they thought that they knew his essence, but he was so much more than what he appeared to be. Their lack of faith blinded them. Only the pure in heart will see God, Matthew 5, 8. Because he spoke of spiritual things, the carnally-minded people misunderstood and abandoned him. The Pharisees challenged him on his not honoring the Jewish observances of tradition and being disappointed walked away. However, his curt rebuttals to the Pharisees made him a champion of the common people. October the 11th, day 284. We read about the Gentile, the non-Jewish woman, who begged Jesus to exorcise the demon that possessed her daughter. Jesus only granted her request after she demonstrated her impressive humility and faith in the God of the Jews. Jesus healed a deaf mute in a seemingly most unhygienic manner. He healed the lame, 
blind, crippled, and mute. The crowds were amazed to see such miracles and praised God. He also fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. The Pharisees demanded a sign from heaven, and Jesus mocked their misconstrued interpretation of the scriptures. Finally, Jesus warned his disciples of the Pharisees' deceptive doctrines that included a deep-seated pride in their spiritualized visions of grandeur. October the 12th, day 285. We read how Jesus healed a blind man by first spitting on his eyes, laying his hands on his eyes, then laying them on his eyes again before he could see clearly. I don't need to know, but I do wonder why. Jesus told him not to re-enter the village on his way home. He apparently obeyed Jesus. Jesus surveyed the people's assessment of his identity. Then he challenged the disciples to express their thoughts. Peter championed the best response and Jesus identified Peter's statement of faith as the kind upon which he would build his church. This is the first time that the word church is mentioned in scripture. He warned the disciples not to tell the people that he was the Messiah. Jesus predicted his death and Peter allowed human reasoning to overcome him, but Jesus corrected his faulty theology. Then Jesus was transfigured on a high mountain. The disciples fell asleep, then awoke to see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Somehow Peter knew their identities and offered to build them temples. God silenced Peter and confirmed that Jesus was his son. The event was so exhilarating that Jesus had to revive them from their resulting paralysis. October 13th, day 286. We read how Jesus healed a demoniac son. The boy's father asked Jesus for more faith. Then the disciples learned that the reason for their inability to get the job done earlier was because they also lacked an adequate amount of prayer and faith. As his ministry was coming to its completion, Jesus wanted to spend more private time with the disciples. He was trying to assure them that although he would appear to suffer defeat, he would arise triumphant over the formerly unconquerable power of death. But they were too preoccupied with inflating their own value rankings over the others to recognize that while they were trying to climb up, Jesus was climbing down. John tried to prevent others from sharing in the ministry, but Jesus rebuked him for his exclusivity. Jesus put great value on children and sternly warned against harming them. Jesus established the rule of discipline in the church. It begins with correction at an intimate level. If the guilty person continually resists the confession that will lead to his or her restoration, then the number of witnesses is to be increased until, if necessary, the matter is to be brought before the whole assembly of believers for judgment. This portion of the reading includes a powerful promise. Jesus said, I'll also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among you. The New Living Translation. Jesus demonstrated our need to forgive as a response to the forgiveness of our sins. Authentic worshipers of Jesus will practice this, not as a tool of manipulation, but as a reflection of the humility and gratefulness for God's forgiveness of his or her innumerable sins. October the 14th, day 287. We read how Jesus' own physical brothers were disrespectfully mocking him and accused him of seeking selfish fame. He did not retort in anger. 
Rather, he pointed out that his goal was not to be popular. That would be impossible anyway, because the people of Earth hate anyone that exposes their faults. This was his gentle way of shedding light on their own sins again. He began heading towards Jerusalem for the Passover celebration, as did many of the Jews. However, unlike the Jews who passed around Samaria, he chose rather to pass through it, and the Samaritans opposed him for his ethnicity. James and John wanted to call fire down from heaven to destroy them, but Jesus rebuked James and John. Jesus had several people who wanted to complete certain projects before they would accept his invitation, but he said unless they were fully devoted to him, they were not fit for the kingdom of God. The priests were trying to capture Jesus, but they could not find him. Then he appeared in the temple, teaching so well that the people marveled at his command of the subject. Some doubted that he could be the Messiah because they erroneously thought that he was a Galilean. The prophet Jonah would have taken offense. The Pharisees did not conduct a very thorough search of the facts about Jesus. They quoted the scripture that stated that the Messiah would be a descendant of King David and would be born in Bethlehem, which Jesus did fulfill. But they thought that he was from Galilee and so did not qualify to be the Messiah. The irony here is that the Pharisees insulted the laity by calling them ignorant fools for believing in Jesus. Reference John chapter 7 verse 42. When we can see here plainly that they were the ones most ignorant and foolish about what really mattered. Furthermore, they tried to bolster their opinion by arguing that no prophet ever came from Galilee. However, Jonah, the first Hebrew prophet to be sent to a foreign nation, was from there. Reference 2 Kings chapter 14 verse 25 and Jonah chapter 1 verse 1. At the festival, he refused to condemn an adulterous woman that the Pharisees had brought before Jesus. Interestingly, since they questioned his authority, why would they seek his judgment unless this was actually another attempted entrapment? No one knows what Jesus wrote in the sand. Could it have been the names of these leaders with the dates of when they had also slept with her? Whatever it was, they all left without making any further comments. Jesus' incarnation purpose was not to convict and condemn. He came foremost to save souls. The Holy Spirit convicts the unbelievers to show them their need for salvation. Jesus will be the judge that condemns those who refuse to accept his priceless and sacrificial gift when they are brought before him at the great white throne in heaven. This ends this week's summary of daily chronological Bible readings. My next episode will pick up on the daily chronological Bible reading of October the 15th, day 288. I look forward to your visit then. May the Lord bless you.